Hi, this is Alicia. So you're about to listen to a recording that I did on a Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. And this recording was just a free flowing conversation I had with myself and you, my imaginary audience. So uh, thank you for listening. I'm excited that you're here. And please, I uh, would love your feedback, would love for you to subscribe, and I uh, would love to continue the conversation. So in any way you'd like to engage with me, I'd be happy to hear from you. And with that, I hope you enjoy this very first episode of my podcast. And uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is Alicia Herrick, and I am someone that has a lot of ideas, thoughts, and feelings. <laughs> and uh, I have been struggling for many years on how to convey these thoughts, ideas, and feelings in a way that is one, authentic to me and my values, two, is a sustainable way to connect and and talk and share with people and um also is timely and relevant um so a little bit of background uh, about me and my approach i came into this world the daughter of a white man and the daughter of a japanese woman uh, my mother is <clears throat> was born in the United States, but her, her parents were both uh, immigrants from Japan. And so I came into this world navigating these two realities, the reality of uh, living once my parents divorced, especially this, this, uh, distinction became even more, um, palpable is one it was from this perspective of, um, a lot of Japanese cultural values. Uh, we take our shoes off before you go in the, into the house. Um, we also practice a religion called Tendikyo. I was born into the Tendikyo faith, and it's a religion that had originated in Japan. <clears throat> and my father, who's white, um, wasn't really raised with religion and is and identifies himself as atheist slash agnostic, kind of depending on the day. And so I, I had to learn how to navigate these two opposing realities, very often opposing simply because my parents didn't get along very well. You see, when a couple gets divorced, it's usually because they don't like something about the other person. And so being a child of divorce trying to navigate these two um, competing or kind of uh, in conflict realities of um, what I call my white side and my Asian side and, and struggling to figure out how and where do I fit in? How and where do I belong? And so this question of who am I and where do I belong has <laughs> been a uh, kind of a guiding foundational questions really to um, everything that I've done and and very central to my identity and and how I have learned to navigate reality. So a couple of my core values coming out of this experience is um, 
really a lot of compassion. <clears throat> I, my, my biggest core value, I would say is compassion for human shortcomings and, and our inability to really live up to the standards that we try to hold each other to and the standards we try to hold ourselves to. And I say this is something that I value is compassion is, um, most partly because it's the, a foundational, um, like sentiment of God, according to the Tendiko faith is that God, um, has compassion for human beings shortcomings. So if we take kind of the religious foundational view, that was a view that I, that was instilled in me as a child. Um, separately, uh, compassion is an attitude that was very valued in my family on my dad's side. And there have been many stories my dad has told me growing up around, you know, both being the person where life has completely knocked you down. Um, my father's been robbed at knife point. He has been fired from many jobs. He's been on disability and injured. Um, so th there's having that awareness of what it's like when life can really kind of knock you to your knees. And then being on the other side of it, where there's been times where my dad has had his own flourishing business where um, he's getting paid more than he's ever been paid before, where he has his children at home with him and, and he's able to spend that time with them. Um, his marriage is strong. And so there's all this kind of the, these this awareness that my dad instilled in me that you don't know when life is going to knock you down. So it's very important that we remain compassionate to those who are struggling and when we are successful, it's good, um, he didn't use this word, toku, which means virtue in Japanese. And that's the word that I learned through my uh religious upbringing is every time we do something good for another person or we do something with sincerity, um, we are adding to toku or adding to virtue in our lives. Um, and so it's, it's not necessarily, um, a give to get kind of, it's not like a one for one, but the sentiment is like what we give to others, we also receive, um, for ourselves. And so, um, that kind of attitude was both instilled in me through a religious framework, but also modeled to me by my father. So compassion is an absolute kind of core foundational value that I have. Uh, another thing that I really value is authenticity. And I think this comes back to, as I was describing before, the struggle that I have constantly kind of been trying to navigate of who am I and where do I belong? And as a mixed race person, there's not a lot of um, representation, <laughs> almost none as to how someone is supposed to behave and, and who they are supposed to be. And so there are kind of models of whiteness, right? What does it mean to be a white person, a white woman, a white girl? Um, and then there are these kind of uh, representations of being a Japanese woman or Japanese girl. So these two models that were kind of a part of our 
um, I guess, cultural zeitgeist as I was developing and growing up um, as a preteen and adolescent were almost appeared to be polar opposites. Compounding this kind of this challenge of trying to see myself outside in the world, um, I grew up in the '90s and I was overweight. I have been overweight, obese since I was nine years old, and so not only did I was there no story or visual representation of a biracial person who is navigating the nuance of having um, two different identities kind of converging, but I also am fat, <laughs> which in the 90s was essentially a sin, or I, I don't know if I want to use the word sin. I don't come from a Christian background, but it was a, a, a terrible thing to be fat and overweight. And there's this constant kind of internal anxiety around um, being fat is bad. I remember some of the first messages that I got around food and eating were, you know, you don't want to be fat, you know, like these other bad people in your life. And so this I, struggling to figure out who I am and and where do I belong in a society that told me that my body didn't fit, that I didn't fit in this idea of a Japanese girl or a white girl, and um, really challenged me in uh, very significant ways to figure out who I am and how do I want to show up, um, and. So those are kind of the two things is when I think about authenticity, um, it's really about being honest in the moment and having integrity. Um, I recognize that I am a human being and I'm, I'm, I'm not (laughs) in any way a God or omnipotent or omnipresent. Um, I'm simply a human being who is always learning, who happens to do quite a lot of self-reflection, probably not (laughs) always yielding the outcomes that I want, but I, I spend a lot of time thinking about myself, my identity, how I fit in the world. And what is the world telling me about who I am and and what does that mean to me? And so um, authenticity uh, as a value is really about just being completely transparent and honest about where I am today in the moment with myself and with others. Um, And that goes along to another kind of core value is around integrity and telling the truth, but more specifically, uh, telling myself the truth, um, that's a mantra that I started carrying or, or saying to myself was, um, Alicia, above all else, tell yourself the truth. Um, there's a lot of ways in which lying or misrepresenting who we are or what's important to us is really valued in society, <clears throat> especially um, for women. And, and I would assume now today, more and more men are feeling this way as well, where Um, it's safer to deny uh, the truth of how we feel or what we believe because the world has proven to uh, be dangerous to our particular point of view or um, experience. And so um, having uh, integrity and truth 
and above all else, tell myself the truth as a core value is really, um, was really kind of out of self-preservation, um, or a a need for self-preservation because, um, as someone, again, like I said, has done and (laughs) does a lot of self-reflection, um, I, I was finding that the more that I lied to myself, the more that I denied the truth of my experience, either to myself or to others, the more I descended into pain and suffering. And so um, on a physical side, uh, while I am considered clinically obese, I have, I'm pretty healthy Um I mean, not that it's anybody's business, but um, I actually have perfect blood work. I just got my blood work done a couple of weeks ago, and and this has been true for many years now. I'm not at risk for diabetes, you know, all those things, those uh, kind of narratives that go along with being fat. It, that's just like, that's not true. It's blatantly false. <clears throat> there just happens to be different types of bodies in the world, including mine. And so... Um, but on a separate note, one of the ways in which I did suffer in my body is I suffered with chronic back pain for more than a decade. And when I say chronic, um, I mean that almost every day I struggled to sleep because the pain was so severe that I couldn't lay down properly. I'd have to prop pillows up under my knees. Um, I had to... Uh, just be really mindful of my back. You know, people would often recommend like, oh, have you tried yoga? And it's like, anytime I laid on my back, it was excruciating. And my back was so in, in such a state that any type of pressure on my lower back would just jolt my entire body, um, in pain. And we're talking like a little tiny finger press. (laughs) Um, so after spending 10 years in, chronic back pain. And, you know, I, I did chiropractic for many years. I've tried yoga. I every doctor I went to during that time just told me I needed to lose weight. And, um, I imagine there are some people who probably would still say the same thing. However, um, I no longer have back pain and I'm still fat. So it wasn't the, the weight of the body. Um, there was actually something structural misaligned in my back and, Um, thankfully, uh, as I mentioned, you know, I had been through a lot of chiropractors. The reason why I started going to chiropractic is, um, my back actually went out completely and I was unable to walk for over a week. Like I could not get inside the car, you know, when you kind of squat down to sit in the car, I, that was so painful. I started to cry and I literally had to like lean myself in and lie down in the back seat of the car just to get to the chiropractor appointments. I had to, um, lean against the wall just to walk to the bathroom. Um, my partner at the time had to help me go to the bathroom because I couldn't even wipe myself when I went to the bathroom. That was how bad it was. <laughs> it's so, um, I'll just say this, that type of experience is incredibly humbling. I do not, um, recommend it if you can help it. Um, and through that experience, you know, chiropractic care was the intervention that I had and I had a a very good chiropractor and they did, uh, what's called, 
oh, I forget what it's called, but they basically lay you on a table and they, sh they use this machine to kind of pull the, um, the discs apart in your back. So I had a, a crushed spinal disc, not crushed, but pinched spinal disc and it was pinching my nerves. And so I went to this chiropractor and he put me on this machine and it would pull and it would just alleviate that pressure of the, um, between the spinal bones. Um, and that kind of subsided the acute pain that I was in definitely subsided after a few weeks of that. I went to him for months. I spent thousands of dollars, um, on a credit card trying to get my back to be okay. Um, and long story short, you know, life happened and I ended up getting divorced. I ended up not having a job anymore. And so being able to afford chiropractic care became certainly a, a luxury, um, even though I was still in pain and still suffering in my back. So uh, fast forward some years, I find myself in a job where I can suddenly afford um healthcare again, which is amazing. And I have what they call that flex savings account, that <laughs> FSA kind of thing. And I um, was able to use that money, which is technically my money, just non-taxed and um, pay for chiropractic care, but it's specifically called NUCA. And I'll leave a link um, in the description below if you're interested. But essentially, NUCA is an incredibly gentle chiropractic approach that only adjusts one single bone in your spine. It's called the atlas bone. It's the bone that sits just below your skull. And when I, so I, I tell people all the time, but I am a, a strong believer that you know, we both need uh, spiritual, emotional, and physical interventions to help us achieve um, the wellness that we're seeking in our lives. And so um, after 10 years, more than 10 years of not being able to sleep, of feeling pain every single day, uh, my Nuka chiropractor in San Francisco did one adjustment on my atlas bone. I sat up on the end of the table and just started sobbing because for the first time I had complete relief in my back. There's no pain at all. And all she did was very gently uh, move this single bone in my spine. And so, um, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences that have challenged me to uh, really kind of question just about everything that I've believed, um, question everything that I've thought to be true. And, uh, because of my, <laughs> my bias for self-reflection, um, I've been journaling about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been contemplating about these things. And so, um, you know, I, I figured it's high time that I start a podcast <laughs> and, uh, figure that, you know, now is a great, uh, opportunity because, you know, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, not creating anything, but just scrolling. And what I find is that there are incredible conversations happening in one minute or 30 second snippets and, and comments. And I, and I'm, and I just think that we need more avenues where we can really slow down and digest ideas and really kind of talk through the nuance and the threads of these concepts. Because as Caroline Miss has said, I just watched a video of hers uh, yesterday, um, the world 
paradigms that we have previously operated in are literally disintegrating before our eyes. <laughs> Everything that we thought we knew to be true is being challenged and reshaped. Everything that we thought was appropriate or not appropriate is coming undone. And this amount of cultural, political, economic, global uncertainty is terrifying. And and I would argue that this level of uncertainty is literally impacting every person on the planet. We are facing massive economic crises. We are facing interconnected global economic crises. We are facing um, crises um, among who we are as human beings, how we organize ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we value ourselves based on our race, our class, our gender, our expression of who we are, of our own humanity. All of these things are being reckoned with um, in these incredible books that I haven't read, that I really want to read, but that I haven't read, and um, in podcasts and TikToks and all of these things. And so um, I really have been struggling with how do I join this conversation? How do I participate in this conversation? Because um, as I mentioned before, I've struggled a lot with identity and, and how do I fit in to a world that tells me that I can either be Japanese or I can be white and nobody knows what it looks like to be both. And so I've struggled with, with how to engage in, in the reality and what position and, and, and approach do I come from? What perspective do I come from? And so um, I'm, I'm trying this out. I'm, I'm doing an exercise and an experiment in uh, showing up a, a, according to my core values, which is compassion, compassion for myself, compassion for other people as, as we're trying to navigate this kind of uncertainty and also a new creation of reality compassion for how uh, painful and disorienting that might feel or even how exciting this might feel. And then compassionate for myself in the sense of, um, you know, I'm trying something new. I'm really putting myself out there and um, I, I might fail. I might make mistakes and, and having compassion for myself in reminding myself that I'm a human being first um, and that there's, there's nothing wrong with showing up in our full humanity. And that, um, so the, the, the kind of core values of compassion, uh, and then the core value of authenticity, like I said, I, I feel like I just explained, right, who I am. I am a biracial mixed race person who has complicated relationships with her parents and her culture and her community and the kind of nuance of the world. Um, <clears throat> and the other one was, uh, honesty and integrity. And, and I, I, you know, that's a, that's a core value that I feel like I'm always striving for, that I'm always trying to, to ensure that I'm standing and speaking in integrity with who I am and, and, and what these values are. And I have other values, of course. Um, I value, um, a pursuit of justice and what's right. 
Um, I value the idea that um, human beings do better when we work together and we collaborate, and that means including all the voices at the table. Um, And I feel like I've been even more challenged in the last year, like so many of us have, of asking myself, um, you know, whose perspective is not being included and how can I, how can I ensure they are included, um, in my personal life, in, um, my work experience. And so, um, operating from that value of, you know, we all, we do better when we're all in community together. Um, and then, you know, I, I imagine as time goes on, you know, more of my values will, uh, kind of come through and be revealed. I, I did not <laughs> write them down or prepare for this opening session, but um, I really am feeling so called to engage uh, in a more public discourse around um, around life and what does it mean to be human and what does it mean to hold on um to ourselves, to our communities, to our families, to our ideals, to our beliefs, to our core values as life is changing rapidly. (laughs) Who we are um, becoming will be so different from where we've been. And so, um, yes, I'm pleased and excited to uh, be a part of this experience that we're, <clears throat> many of us are together, whether conscious or unconscious, we're in it together, um, and, and trying to explore what that, what that feels like, what that looks like, and where are we going, what, what are we creating, so, um, Thank you so much for listening, I am really excited, um, for our next podcast, I say ours, my, um, it, we'll figure that out because at this point I am recording this podcast on my phone via an app, via an app called voice recorder. Um, over the next, however many days, weeks, or months, I have to figure out how to get this into the internet and then we'll go from there. Um, if you would like to follow me, I would love for you to join me and check me out on Instagram. It's at Alicia, A-L-I-S-H-A underscore Herrick, H-E-R-R-I-C-K. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And I don't have a website as of the moment of this recording, but it's coming. And um, <clears throat> But I have a link tree in my bio in my Instagram bio with information so that would be a great first place to start and I would love to hear from you so please leave a comment below Um, I'd love to know what do you want me to talk about what are you curious about and um, that might influence either my own insights or me seeking out an expert in the field because I love, I'm very excited to bring guests onto this podcast and talk about um, kind of what's happening in other spaces. So please, please, please let me know what are you interested in? What do you want to hear about? And let's learn together. So yes, until next time.